Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This week on BCC The Other Side, we recap and review the 1977 Bigfoot movie Return to Boggy Creek, a sequel that's not a sequel. Whip up a catfish cocktail and listen at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club. It's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. I know a ghost story or two. Let's do this. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Bigfoot Collectors Club, the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history, and share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host, Bryce Johnson. And our super producer, Riley Bray. And right up top, I have a correction. This show is called Bigfoot Collectors Club, not The Bigfoot Collectors Club. Oh, yeah. Uh, A little pet peeve of mine, and then I did it right out of the gate. Not good. (laughs) You take a couple weeks off, and then you don't know where you are. Uh, boys, boys, how are you? Good. Yeah, doing good. Excellent. Shot shot outdoor in Hollywood today, which was a horrible mistake, and it was just all motorcycles and ambulances. That's why they built those sound stages back I in the twenties. Was a, we thought we would be fancy, and it's just uh, you know these things happen. Did you get to at least wear like sunglasses and look cool, like really Hollywood? <laughs> Yeah, and just cross my arms and kind of stare at people. Yeah, and like listen to a subtle beat and tap your toe in like white sneakers. <laughs> pretty much. That pretty much describes my daily my, yeah. my daily life. That's yeah. your daily vibe down at Hollywood and Vine, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, well, we've got two two guests for you today. It's a big show. So uh, we want to get to them. But before we do, guys, you know, some algorithms are bad. There, there. Some algorithms are trying to destroy our reality, but then there are other algorithms that are good. Yeah, like the, the algorithm that you participate in when you give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts and get this show to more people. So, do us a favor, give us a five star review. If you do, we might read it on the air, just like this one uh, from Lil Cassie, LLL. She says, "Kisses five stars." Can't get enough of this podcast. I listen to it every chance I get. Glad I became a patron because there's never-ending content. No, seriously, I can't catch up. 
Yeah. <laughs> Laughy face. There. Love you guys. Also hoping for a season three of Expedition Bigfoot. Cassie. Nice. Well, Thanks for a review. What a review and what a plug for uh our Patreon, the other side. Of course, you can subscribe to the other side at patreon.com slash Bigfoot Collectors Club. All right. Thank you, Cassie. Bryce, why don't you tell us who's on the show? tonight yeah let's do it so our first guest has appeared in television shows such as will and grace curb your enthusiasm and clipped and most recently as the lovable lol in cbs sitcom man with a plan please welcome to the show matt cook hi what's up matt hey guys thanks for having me dude our pleasure uh why don't i bring in our second guest who has appeared in films uh downsizing and whiplash as well as television shows clipped and hot in cleveland please welcome to the show cj vanna what's up cj hey guys thanks for having me welcome boys cj you were on hot in cleveland i was on hot in cleveland but i I come on 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 it together were we i don't know that was it was a a long time ago. Which it episode was a long were you time on? Ago. I don't know. I was in a few of them. I played Jane Leaves' uh, long lost son. Mm. Oh, of course. I'd show up every I, now. Yeah. And then. I love that you said that. Like, like yes, yes. I watched every episode. I uh, <laughs> he really does the, his homework. Um, the DVDs. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's like above and beyond homework. Now it's like it, maybe if if I do a show, I won't even watch it. Now I can I can't take it anymore. I used to like have throw parties. Hey, I'm on TV tonight. And now it's, it's like, <laughs> please don't watch this. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've watched anything since like 2011. And I've I, never seen any TV. <laughs> I don't yeah. believe in it, and I don't like it. You don't condone it. Mm-mm. Are you guys? Are you guys the type of actors that when you'd go into an audition back, you know, back when we could go into audition rooms where you'd be like, yeah, I don't own a TV. Sorry, I've never seen this show. <laughs> like, there, was, there used to be like those kind of actors who are like, yeah, man, I don't even have cable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never a, understood that. I had a friend of mine who wanted to be a producer. And when you asked him what he liked, he would say, I don't watch television just like that. <laughs> Ooh. It's a rough thing. Yeah, I'm in music management. Haven't heard a song. Right. <laughs> I just want to bring something original to the table. Yeah. Yeah. I've been watching so much stuff over the last year, and I've been framing it as, like, research. Mm. Like, I, I'm trying to make myself feel better about the amount of time I've spent on my couch. And I'm like, no, oh, this is for my career. I need to watch one more movie tonight <laughs> because it'll make me a better actor. And then I wake up all red-eyed and puffy-faced, and I got to get on a Zoom audition. And I'm like, "Hi, thanks for having me." Oh my god! Are you so? You, are you doing that? You guys are doing a lot of Zoom auditions. I take it then. I've had a few. Well, live. Matt, are you? Matt's offer only. I think. I, is that? <laughs> yeah, but it's all coupons. Um, <laughs> I I'll thought that's what, what I that meant. I've been point. telling people I'm offer only. Oh yeah, that's what it means. Uh, I've done a few live ones, and then I, I do self tapes mostly, which yeah. are are my nightmare. Yeah, uh, because I don't like being in charge of it. I don't like having to having to figure out if that's the right shot. I like the adrenaline of going in and having one shot and then getting to leave. I'm I could the not same agree way. more. Really? Yeah. yeah, I need it. I would agree. I feel like there's an energy that like it, it's like jump in the net will catch you type of shit. Whereas like so when I actually go into a live room, I feel like, OK, all or nothing. But if it's a self tape, I'm like I'm overcorrecting. I'm overthinking. Yep. And it's just like 
it's kind of torturous. Uh, yeah, it is. Absolutely. It takes so much. I, people are like, oh, I don't want to drive to Santa Monica. I'm like, well, an hour there, an hour back, 20 minutes at the office. A self-tape is all day. For, and yeah. then I do it, tape it mm-hmm. later. I watch it and I tape it again that night. Like, that was horrible this morning. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> I'm a little different. I like to wheel out in an old-fashioned peddler's wagon, hang up some <laughs> gaslights, and perform a soliloquy. And the, uh, I mean, it's... I got to tell you guys, it's it's it hasn't been that way for a long time. I've, it's good. You got to go back I've, to the basics sometimes. I've heard stories about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll see me down uh, next to a very tall man wearing sunglasses and tapping his uh, white sneakers on Hollywood and Vine. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, uh, Riley and I have just become the weirdos who hang out on Hollywood Boulevard now. It's a good gig. Yeah, it's all right. It's not bad. Yeah. You know, you Tips, can just grab yeah. someone and get paid $5 for taking a selfie with them. It's great. It's, yeah. There's nothing better. Yeah. <laughs> and now so, with Venmo? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, no more that i don't have cash matt and cj uh how do you guys know each other how did this come about why are you here together tonight because i've been told that you might have some shared personal paranormal history yeah i mean like i said before uh i think we started i was obviously brought in to keep it you know flowing <laughs> <laughs> no weird silence and stuff well, but, you know, um, I, I, oh, I was going to say, I, I know, I know Matt because, you know, Don did his makeup on, on, uh, on Clipped as well as Man with a Plan. And CJ, we talked before the show. Uh, she knows you too from Clipped. That's right. Uh, Although um, I did not require makeup. So we didn't mm-hmm. see much of each other. <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know, and we actually, it's funny, uh, we got a, a message on our Instagram from, um, a guy who produced Film Fest, which is a movie that you guys starred in. He's a big yep. fan of the podcast. Edwin Stevens. Shout out to you, Edwin. Ed. And uh, and yeah, so Don was like, I don't know. She was like, Matt and uh, CJ had some, they saw some weird ghost or something. You should have them on your podcast. I was like, fucking great. I've been looking for a chance. It's perfect. So I mean, all, I'll, I... the stars aligned, you know? Yeah. It's been, uh, I, I panicked and I, I wrote Don. I was like, look. I don't know how much of it was supernatural and how much of it was two idiots in a cabin, but it felt bad. And I don't want to ruin your husband's podcast. So please know that that's important to me. Look, I'll put it this way. I did not, I didn't believe in ghosts. And now I do. Like I went there. Oh, wow. And now I do. So, I mean, let's start there. Let's start. Let's start at both of your starting points. Okay. How about that? We'll build to what happened between two men in a cabin. Great. So, uh, CJ, you said you didn't believe in ghosts. Where did you grow up? Were you, did you, you know, were you into horror movies? Were you into UFOs, Bigfoot, any of this stuff uh, before uh, your, your, what you encountered? Very, very into UFOs. Uh, not at all into horror movies. Not because I don't like them, but because I am too scared. And I'm, I, I like, uh, I remember growing up, the girl I had a crush on uh, loved horror movies. So I would go to see them. Because I had to, and I was trust. Tra- I was traumatized. <laughs> and Matt's going, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, all of that tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, I was too scared yeah. to watch them until college, for sure. Like I, I, it was, it was, I was a late bloomer when it came to two things: my virginity and horror movies. So mm-hmm. I'm right. There I'm with still you. working on the virginity, but the, enough, but the horror enough. movies I can take now. <laughs> but UFOs uh, were a big thing for you. UFOs just seemed. It just seemed like something to me that was probably true. It didn't ever. It never even felt paranormal to me. It just felt like, of course, there's a lot of planets. There would, are probably other people, so that was just a no brainer. And then, um, recently, 
uh, I'm trying to write a pilot with my writing partner, an alien comedy. Oh, so wow. I've been watching. I don't know if you go on Amazon Prime specifically. Yes. Oh, yeah. You can find not the mainstream UFO docs, but the oh, kind that if you watch two or three of them, you start getting recommendations for like, I think maybe would you like this thing about QAnon? Like you start getting stuff <laughs> like th- those are the ones I've been watching lately. <laughs> yeah. Amazon Prime has a uh, has an endless stream of incredible cryptid UFO. unbelievable. There's like I one mean, that keeps popping up that it's like. This guy saw like a flying alien gray, and then now he's made of static in the sequel. I'm like, I don't know what this is. I'm afraid of it. Maybe it's awesome, but like they've both of them came out in 2020. So how is this guy turning out this content so quickly? I'm scared. What's happening? There's a lot of like, where are we? What rabbit hole exactly? It's like, what rabbit hole are we about to go down here? Um, This one was not even on Amazon Prime, but my favorite thing i've seen in years has been the curse of the man who sees ufos on netflix oh yeah that's a great that's a so great about more than just ufos it's kind of about you know the guy uh that oh man that's great yeah well you know we've we've often made a a pretty good connection with it's not it's it's more about these stories of the people who experience these things because there's a connection as to why it happens to certain people and and why certain people see so many of those things. Like I, if I remember that documentary, the guy saw him all the time, right? Like all the time. Is that, is that the same guy that could summon them over by the water? Okay. That That's what so he summon. thought was happening. Right. He could right. summon. Yeah. He's, he, th- he thinks he can summon. He thinks he's summoning. Yeah. A good number of them were planes. No, wait, not Marina Del Rey. It was up in Santa Cruz. <laughs> it was Monterey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Monterey. Yeah. Right. And then but yeah, like, Matt, there's this idea that people can actually, you know, summon UFOs. And there's even like this this one one guy, his name is Stephen Greer. He has a protocol uh, called the CE5 protocol of how to like zero in a UFO to your location. And and he takes people on these retreats and he's had some pretty good, um, you know, pretty good luck with it. But I don't know. But there's there's it's interesting. Uh, I've watched a lot. I watched his newest one about that. Um. I think Just, that that was probably an Amazon Prime. Yeah, what, I think that's Netflix because my aunt got real excited after she watched it, and I just had to <laughs> calm. Please be careful. Just please yeah. be uh, careful, my dear yeah. sweet suburban aunt. <laughs> Where we're gonna go with this? Well, I, I just mean, saw. He- oh, sorry. Go ahead. You go ahead. I just saw a headline on one of the social media platforms that is like some incredibly brilliant person. All I read was the headline because that's how I get my information. But Mm -hmm. it was some like astrophysicist, some brilliant person was like reaching out to aliens is an incredibly dangerous idea. Yeah, Michio Kaku Kaku said Oh, he said it too? Yeah, yeah. That makes me more nervous because he seems very positive. scares me so badly. Um, Like – it's so crazy. Well, that's yeah, that he's... whole. Uh, oh God, who was the 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 astrophysicist Stephen um... Hawking? Yeah, Stephen yeah. Hawking. So yeah. his his whole take yeah. on on aliens and the UFO phenomenon was like basically, if they do exist, uh, you maybe you should be careful what you're wishing for because as we've learned throughout you know history and society, when when somebody comes upon a, a lower technological species, it's it does not fare well. Uh, yeah. for the people who are being visited that was always his take that it, you know yeah there's, a, I, I, there's, there's a great comic book called letter 44 here we go and i don't know if you guys have read it but it's fantastic and wait sorry which comic book was it i was looking up this article letter 44 i haven't um, read that one it's it's terrific it's on uh 
if you have like Comicsology uh, Unlimited, it's it's free the first three volumes. But it's basically the transition of power from the forty fourth president to the forty fifth. Oh yeah, and sure. The forty fourth leaves leaves a letter on the desk, and it says. I know we've never agreed. I know everything I've done over the last eight years you've disagreed with and you've hated, but everything I did was for this reason. Nine years ago, our scientists made contact with an unknown object that was heading towards our solar system. And every expert has agreed that the only thing we have in this solar system that they would be coming for any minerals they could get anywhere else that's definitely closer to their home planet. The only thing we have that is unique is us. Yes. This is going to be bad. So everything I've done was to get ready for this. Good luck. I'm going to go live on my ranch. You'll never see me again. (laughs) And that's it. And that's how the thing starts. And it was like, Ooh, it's great. That's amazing. Uh, Yeah. So that was Dwight Eisenhower to, uh, to Truman then, right? No, 44 to 45th, buddy. How does that work? Oh, oh, God, right. Oh, sorry. It's just made up. It's just made. They're, they're just they're, made they're up like, characters. They're made up yeah. characters. <laughs> but the aliens are real. Obama to right, Trump. right. That, that's yes. Thank you. Yeah. So Thank Kaku you. basically echoes yeah. what Hawking said. I've pulled up the article here. This is on. Uh, you can find it in numerous places. I will put it in a link in the show notes. This is sort of a backdoor BCC news. Uh, but he says uh, there are some colleagues of mine that believe we should reach out to them, meaning aliens. I think that's a terrible idea, Kaku said. We all know what happened to Montezuma when he met Cortez in Mexico so many hundreds of years ago. Mm. Uh, Kaku went on to state his personal belief that aliens humanity might encounter would be that aliens humanity might encounter would be benign. But nonetheless, he urges caution, which, whether you're an eminent scientist or someone who's watched a lot of science fiction movies, seems like a prudent uh, measure. This is from a website I've never called, uh, uh, known, uh, heard of before called Inside Hook. So <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's a that Dustin sounds Hoffman. sounds as legit as anything else. Sounds I like a Dustin say, Hoffman yeah. fan website. <laughs> um, but I'll put the link there or you can just Google it. Uh, I, I yeah, hate to agree. Yeah. I mean, I hate, I hate to rather disagree. Um, with uh hawking and here's the thing i did a couple weeks of community college so i think i can get on their level a little bit Mm -hmm. yes please uh qualified if they're if they're smart enough to get here it's not we're not going to be the difference on whether or not they know we're here you know what i mean there's not going to be a radio signal where they go oh we had we didn't see them you know like there's not i don't think there's anything we can do or say that's going to be one if if they're looking for us they're going to find us Agreed. I mean, it already seems like, you know, as all these uh, reports are coming out and the, you know, the government's acknowledge of these these things in existence or UAPs, as they now call them. But, you know, it sounds like these things are already here. And if they were dangerous, they bought they probably already would have, you know, unloaded their arsenal on us. But that hasn't that hasn't happened. All they're doing is sort of. I also think maybe this is naive and I feel like this has come up in science fiction where. And it's it's come up in the whole like um, in the simulation theory stuff where it's like if a civilization is advances long enough right to achieve interstellar travel, I feel like they have to have evolved past like tribal warfare. I hope you know what I mean. Like if they didn't destroy themselves, then it seems like they're unlikely to fly out and destroy another planet now maybe that's naive because maybe this is like maybe that planet reached a singularity and these are all robots and they don't care about biological life 
or maybe they're the one evil army that destroyed everybody else on their planet and now they're taking a, out to the universe. But I just feel like in order for a civilization to get to the point where they can actually travel to other planets and be, and be as smart as that, they have to survive as a species, which means they have to overcome, you know, uh, their own planetary disasters. Yeah, that makes that sense makes to sense. me. Yeah, that's what gives me hope. And, you know, at, at the same time, let's say they are out to kill us. It would be a kind of fun generation to be a part of. The one that, that gets destroyed <laughs> kind of by fun. aliens. Like we haven't lived through enough, CJ. I don't know. Yeah, just saying, you know, <laughs> if you're going to be alive on the planet, that's a pretty interesting time to be alive. It's a good way to go. We're all going out one way or another. You want to oh. go out Independence Day style or do you want to just go out? you know, in some nursing home. Yeah, no, that would be kind of fun. Do you want to go out in a giant Spielbergian IMAX film or do you want to go out in a Steven Soderbergh indie? Come on, guys. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) That's a good question. Matt, what about you growing up? Ghosts, UFOs, any of the stuff ever capture your imagination? Yeah, I was always into the idea of of UFOs and aliens and intelligent life, but the idea of them coming here scared me. I was always terrified of ghosts. Um, I watched a movie when I was really little called Darby O'Gill and the Little People. <gasps> we just talked about this a few weeks ago. Did you really? <laughs> the Banshee. Oh, my Dude, God. The Banshee still makes me sweat. Wow. It, it scared me so badly <laughs> as a kid that it, it still haunts me. And, and uh, not to mention the little people, the little leprechauns are also a little unnerving because they're just playing tricks on all the humans. Yeah, they're mean. They're all mean. And my family's like so irish like they all look like the leprechauns so i'm like this will be fun and then it's just an old man who suffered a terrible trauma who's heartbroken and and worried about his daughter dying and sean connery walking around looking handsome and then nasty little leprechauns hurting people and abusing them emotionally and then every so often that terrible sound comes and that awful visual effect banshee comes over the hills over the moors with those dark yeah. skies and he just start, and the old man starts screaming no kid no and he's like he's so scared that as a kid i was like the banshee's gonna take everyone i love too uh and then it <laughs> and was you know all downhill from there don't leave out the 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 phantom coachman who takes oh, him away I, after he I was dies trying to. i was trying alert. to it's so <laughs> scary it's, it's so also scary. It's also played with that heavy-handed, like Walt Disney still alive, and you know really <laughs> wants to punish children and scare yeah. them as much as he wants to make them witness dear mothers die. You know, yep. it's just it's all that w- one big level of drama. You know, it's like the Walt Disney scariness. I feel like matched the level of like sweetness and cuteness, you know, it was all just a 10, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's no oh, nuance. For sure. For you know sure. he had to have a, a dark side that balanced out all that, you know, <laughs> little cute and cuddly creatures for sure. Yeah. That was the flip side of it. And that was one of three movies that really traumatized my bro, my brother and I, and it was that and Mac and me, um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> which is terrible, which I recently showed to friends at the Groundlings because we would do movie nights uh, when we were doing shows. We would do everybody would hang out and some it was one person a week would show a movie from their childhood. And I got to show that. And that's really traumatic. Like at the end of it, the aliens are I, mean, I don't want to do spoilers, but it's really violent. And the entire movie is a little baby alien just getting 
hurt. <laughs> like he gets electrocuted. He gets hit by cars. He gets chased by dogs. Like it's so violent. And my mom would rent these movies that was like, oh, this is Leprechauns. Oh, this is like E.T. Oh, this is a little <laughs> dog. Like we got Frank and Weenie was the other one. And in the first 10 minutes, the dog gets hit by a car. And you're just like, gee, and we, my brother and I are like five. It was awful. So I have all of those that have fueled my fear and anxiety with all of this stuff. Yeah, Love I feel it. like at some point the people who Can make we take kids... that back, Matt, and do it without the voice crack? Just go back like 10 times. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I started seizing up because the banshee is still outside. It's so it's real. An emotional thing to talk about that your own trauma, it's coming out. It's fine. It's too much. I just feel like at some go. point they went, you know, people who made kids movies were like, yeah, let, you know, why don't we make it fun? Like SpongeBob and Minions. Why are we trying to make these kids cry all the time? <laughs> why are Thank we giving God. them nightmares? I used to, I wouldn't be able to watch the smurfs because like there was always like a rabbit getting caught in a river that they would have to save it was just this high anxiety stuff from like i don't want to worry if the rabbit's gonna die <laughs> that is so that's so true and and the entire smurf society each episode is trying to avoid being exterminated by a yeah. crazy person and along <laughs> along those great. lines i just watched i rewatched for the first time the pilot of dinosaurs Oh, that's on like Disney forever. Plus or yeah. something now. Yeah. Right. That show makes me so sad. It's so scary the whole time. It's like <laughs> dinosaurs eating other dinosaurs. The news is always like meteors headed this way. Like it just is all about death. And then meanwhile, there's these giant puppets everywhere. It's the same thing of just like there's some dark stuff here, man. Do they have the I'm the baby gotta love me video, music video on that? Because that would be worth watching. <laughs> I didn't get that far. Oh. I watched the pilot and I was like, I can't do this. Uh, <laughs> the baby had a music video that went, I'm the baby gotta love me. And it was like in the era of like Bartman, do the Bartman. Yeah. I remember mm -hmm. that. I, I just didn't see it too. in that one. But I remember because I watched all of them. And it would always make me sad. But the baby was funny because the baby would hit the adults, and you'd be like, "Yeah," and that would keep me around. <laughs> but then the mother would be murdering other animals in the kitchen for breakfast. Well, I also feel like too, like dinosaurs. We're getting off on a tangent here, guys, but bear with us. Dinosaurs, <laughs> well, those are dinosaurs real. for those weren't real. Are real. <laughs> <laughs> dinosaurs are like ghosts now; they're all dead. Um, but I also feel like dinosaurs had the same color palette as Roseanne. You know, yeah. which was mm. about a struggling mm. lower, you know, lower and up, Roseanne upper, lower played one of the dinosaurs, family. I think, too. Yeah. Didn't and she? It's so it was always just like, I think you're right. It was just very depressing. And then that all yeah. built into the, the most depressing dinosaur movie of all time, which, of course, was Dinosaur, also by Disney. So that one's just about dinosaurs walking to their death. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so where did you guys, how did you two get together in a cabin and have something weird happen to you. So we, we met doing that show clipped forever ago. We became good friends. And then two of our friends wrote a movie that they cast us in and two of the weeks shot up in Idlewild. And because CJ and I have been friends for so long, they put us in an Airbnb together and CJ went up. I think the day before I was supposed to be there. And when I got there, he was working. And I was like, I checked in with everybody. I was like, all right, I'll go check out our new Airbnb because that's where we're going to be staying. And so I went there first by myself and I developed a, just a plan to be like, oh, I'm going to try to, you know, tell CJ it's awful. And then when I walked in and 
it it looked like a cute mountain cabin, but it felt weird. Like when you walk mm. in and you're like, it's the air is hitting you, mm. you know. And again, I'm chicken. I get scared of everything. But it was daytime. It was nice. Like the sun was like starting to go down. And I was like, okay. And I walked in and I was like, well, this is the most quiet place I've ever been in. That's bizarre. <laughs> and the air is heavy. And I was like, all right, let me just look around. And I started to look around. I was like, this place is a little weird. And then so I texted CJ. I was like, this place, it's, uh, it's a little weird. And he's like, oh, geez, oh, God, what does that mean? What are we going to do? Oh, no, who do I gotta talk to? Oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> and he started to freak out. I did. But you have to understand that, Matt, you know, I was bracing for Matt likes pranks. He likes to prank people. I, I know this. I haven't been the victim of most of them. I think he I think he knows it could kill me. Uh, but yeah. I nevertheless, I, I'd heard all these stories about the way, you know, he pranked his own family to the point of, you know, true like. I mean, maybe these are stories for another day, but like truly disturbed members of his own family. I think we and should flash back here and hear one of these stories. Just real quick. <laughs> yeah, because that's, yep. that's yep. a pretty heavy thing to say and then ignore <laughs> that I traumatize my family. Yeah. Now I'm worried he's going to prank that. our podcast. I said with pranks. But, you know. With pranks, with pranks. People so I found this thing. I days. found this thing on Amazon called Scary Peeper. And uh, it's, uh, it's a hooded, I was hoping you would tell. It's a hooded man. Uh, who taps on windows? <laughs> oh, like a real person? <laughs> it's it's the face of a real person. Oh. It's like a plastic mask, uh, and you suction cup it to a window, and then there's a little motion sensor, and he's got one hand oh. on his like side of his face, like he's Google looking this. in the window. Peeping? And the other What's it called? What's it called? It's scary, scary peeper. peeper. And you'll see there's a couple variants, right? But the one looks like just a man with a hood up. And there's a motion sensor. <laughs> Everybody, if you by, can, Google this. It is frightening. <laughs> and there's a video. One of the reviews has a video, and that's what sold me. So every summer, my family gets together, and we have a little, like, lake retreat somewhere just to, to all get, get in touch. Because they're all on the East Coast, and I'm, some of us are out here. And so I found Scary Peeper, and I was like, I'm taking this to the lake this summer. And I did. And uh, <laughs> I waited all week. And I kept saying things like, I don't know, that neighbor keeps walking like close nice. to this. You know, I just like set the ground. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And then one of the last nights, there was this big window that looked out on the lake. It was super dark. And there was a little bench right outside the window. And so while people were like getting ready for dinner, I went and stuck the scary peeper on the window. And I just waited. And I set it on... Uh, the time delay. So you can have a motion sensor setting or a time delay. And every 10 seconds it goes, and it's got a little metal tip on its finger. And the fingers, this like long, scary finger and it taps on the window and it looks like he's looking in and smiling. And because it's really cheap plastic, there's kind of like a a sheen. Yeah. It's creepy. So it looks greasy and his eyes look a little like they got a little like light in them, you know? He and looks so I a little just waited. sweaty. Yeah. He does look sweaty. He looks like he shouldn't be there. Yeah, so, <laughs> so for our listeners, this is like a almost like a Halloween mask with with a hand sort of up against its face, all molded latex, obviously, as if it's peering into the window, and then and then the other hand, like Matt described, holding up with a little tap, and he's got a black hoodie on. Yeah, he's menacing and, and black it's sleeves in his shirt. He looks like almost like Igor from uh Frankenstein. Yes, exactly. 
and it's only $30 or something like that. <laughs> it's, it's one of my favorite things I ever bought in my life. So I set it and I let it go and I just wait. And I wait for like two hours. And the point my Uncle Bees goes and sits in front of the window and he's reading a newspaper. And every 10 seconds, this thing's tapping behind his head. And from time to time, he'd just look up and be like, huh? <laughs> but he would look at us and I'd be like, oh, he doesn't see it. Right. And then people, it went so long that people started going to bed. Ugh. And I was like, well, I can't. I waited so long for scary people. I'm going to have to like, I'm going to have to tip my hand a little. Yeah. And then finally I was like, who's that? And then my family instantly went, shut up. Cause they thought I was messing with them. And I go, no, seriously, who is that? And I pointed at the window and he goes, and they go, oh my God, who's that? And then it all hell broke loose. And they thought it was my uncle and my uncle's upstairs. He's like, what are you talking about? And everybody else is like, he's upstairs. And then everyone went berserk. And my grandma was asleep in the upstairs room over the little balcony. And my Aunt Patty went and got a bucket and started filling up water in the tub and then trying to throw water down <laughs> on what she thought was a pervert this outside. Will show him. <laughs> and it was <laughs> like, them off. It was chaos for 15 minutes. And luckily, I was laughing so hard I started to cry, but in the chaos, people just thought I was scared. <laughs> and it got, it just went, and then finally, he just kept it just hit the pattern enough times that they were like what the hell is that and then they went and saw it and uh and now everyone has me like anytime i go home they're like watching me every single thing that i do <laughs> checking That's your amazing. bags as you yes. enter the house. Now you got a scary peeper this year i mean scary, scary peeper stupid scary like that's your peeper. new name why don't you yeah, ask exactly. mr scary peepers over there yeah. <laughs> also, I can't let it. Uh, I can't let the fact that you have an uh, an uncle named Uncle Peeps, Uncle Bees, Uncle Bees. Yeah, Beasley is his last name, but okay. he, he all of his buddies call him Beezer. So everybody call, we call him Uncle Bees. Yeah. Oh man, Pretty your, cool, your family right? sounds like well, the opposite the cool of the dinosaur uncle. family. They sound fun. <laughs> they are. They're very fun, and there's a lot of bright colors. It's nice. Okay, good. <laughs> no one's wearing a depressing palette. Yeah. So, so I knew about this story exactly. before I agreed to stay with Matt. And I don't <laughs> like pranks. I don't do pranks. I don't – if people <laughs> prank me, I just go, we're not friends, and they think I'm kidding, and we're not. I've, I've, that's really happened. A couple of people pranked me in high school. I go, nah, that's it. I haven't talked to them since. It's a real story. <laughs> Sounds like I'm joking. Um, so I was kind of prepared for Matt to like on some level mess with me, and I knew I wouldn't take it well. So right away, I'm like, okay, well, he's, he's, you know, priming me for this by being like, it's kind of weird here. So I expect to go to this like beautiful, perfect place. And it's not like I get there and I go, it's, oh, everything he said, like it is, it's creepy. And it's just far enough, you know, Idlewild is very small, very small downtown, five places. And if you stay right around there, it feels, you know, not so isolated. If you go, you know, just far enough. You're like, oh, we're out there. And this was just far enough to me where I was like, no one, like if we did yell for help, no one's coming, you know? So this, this house feels, and again, I, I was still daylight when I got there, right? Didn't I get there? It was still. Yeah. It, like the it, sun was setting. It, it was setting. So it wasn't like, you know, but, but yeah, I, I walk in and I'm kind of, I'm bracing for Matt to be, to be messing with me. But you looked scared to me in a way that I go, you're a good actor, but 
That looks real. (laughs) (laughs) It was. And it was because I'd spent time trying to figure out what the layout of the house was. And I found an upstairs loft that, like, at first glance looked beautiful. Mm. And then there was just one big bed with, like, an ornate quilt on Mm -hmm. it. And then on either side of the bed where the walls are, we're like just a frame style. So yeah, they go A-frame. down. So it's, a, it's this beautiful, like, you know, a frame roof. It's like a, a, a raised ceiling. But then there's all these little closets along oh, the, the bottom. I mean, not, not more than three feet tall. Yeah. And so this goes with kind of the rest of the vibe. So even even before we get up there, I had no like this is not a typical Airbnb where they go, you know, the house is yours. There are a lot of areas yeah. that are clearly marked with signs that say, do not open, don't enter, don't go in here. A lot of padlocks, garages <laughs> off big, limits, big a sign said garage what? off limits, a sign said shed off limits, all this shit. And I go, oh, well, that's where everybody is. That's where all the people are chained up. <laughs> clearly, that's what I obviously. And that's instantly yes. what I'm doing too. So we're both slowly vibrating at higher and higher frequencies. Right. Of freak and the out. sun's going down now. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, so the but these little do- they're, they're like wicker like pull you know you pull the knob and they kind of accordion style fold but they're all each one is locked little padlocks yeah and I kind of take my phone light and look in there you know just through the top and like you can sort of see they're like shutter style and all you see behind these is white sheets covering shapes I, different shape but some maybe look like boxes wait that was or- in the garage no we didn't look in the garage. We looked through the window oh, of the garage through, and yeah, saw no, that no, stuff. I know, yeah. In but, the little closets, those were completely empty except for one of them at the very end. Which, Remember? Uh, we opened them up and it was – you couldn't even shine a light in it. It was so dark. It was it was empty and we had to look down at the very end of it. There was something covered in a cloth. That's right. That's right. And they, don't even, co- and they weren't far. even big enough to make – you couldn't even keep anything in there. No. No. Like, it didn't make any sense. You, I was like, oh, these keep, are the tunnels. You could this keep... is the tunnels that they crawl through. Right. <laughs> yeah, you guys are for sure in a Guillermo del Toro movie, obviously. Right. Yes. And keep in mind, this yeah. is like, the, this is this is nothing. This is just how we get introduced to the house. <laughs> yeah. So, we slowly, and I'm like, I don't want to sleep up here. CJ, you can actually, this is a beautiful ceiling. You should sleep up here. He's this like, I'm not bed is nice. You would like yeah. this. And this is, this is a loft with no door. So, downstairs is a bedroom across from the, the bathroom. And Matt's like, I'm not sleeping in here. I'm going to go in the bedroom. And then he goes into what was going to be his bedroom only to find. It's a, it's a, <laughs> I went and I looked under the bed to be like, what, what horror is under here? <laughs> and it was all heavy machinery. It's a hospice bed. It was a, it hospice, was a hospice bed. bed. Oh God. And Yikes. I'm, I'm, I'm scared of everything. And I was like, okay, so this is a deathbed. This is a deathbed. Right. And. The reason it's so quiet in, in here is because someone died in here. And this is a house they're of death. Not thrilled. <laughs> it's, a, it's a house of death. It's a house of death and tunnels and sheets from hell. Um, and it was like well, there was nothing we could do because nobody wanted to sleep upstairs with the No, neither of us would sleep tiny upstairs. I, I thought we were going to end up sleeping in the same bed. I, I, I came I so tried, close. I tried. <laughs> um, I wound up deciding, I go, I'm just going to sleep on the couch. And Matt was going to sleep in this hospice bed with the door open. That was the yep. best we could do because we were also like, well, we can't move. We have to work at like 6 a.m. The next day. You know, it's, it's like, this is it now. We can't call and say i can't stay here i'm scared like you can, which we did discuss i said let's make something up let's say the plumbing doesn't work what do we care you know i, I say the plumbing doesn't work we gotta go somewhere else like they'll refund them you know 
And this yeah. was before anything truly weird even happened. That's how freaked out I was just from the feel of it. So the night kind of goes on. We go out. We, like, meet, meet friends at a restaurant to, like, get dinner. And we're like, yeah, our place is really weird. And everybody <laughs> else is like, our place is lovely. And we're like, you <laughs> bastards. Also, uh, we were given a choice between two different places. And, and I guess I was reminded later that we picked this on a picture. <laughs> right. So in a way, we brought it on ourselves. But, you know. Yes. I mean, we didn't know. Did no, you guys pick it, or were you pulled by an unseeable force? Well, I mean, honestly, ooh. dude, I'm starting to think that the technical difficulties that we briefly experienced before recording this now is the fucking demon. Oh, I don't boy. know if I can curse on this podcast. Oh, the yeah, demon trying to you stop did. us from telling you its story. You are not welcome on this podcast. No, you must yeah. get go. out of the get out of the electricity. Get out of there. <laughs> get in there. Now I'm seeing. We've had I'm, enough computer demon problems. Honestly, we I don't need another. Already one. getting. I'm getting really <laughs> yeah, scared talking. About, this is what I knew was going to happen. Buddy. I knew I'd start talking yeah. about it. I'd start remembering some of the stuff. So we went out. We went out. We met up with friends. Everybody was like, "Our place is awesome. You guys sucks to be you." And then we went back to our little cabin. And I was going to do. I decided I got to do a load of laundry because yes. I brought some some laundry to do i was like they have a washer and dryer i'm gonna do you know i don't bring a whole bunch yeah of like- cj showed up to our two-week stay in Idlewild with a bag of dirty laundry <laughs> yeah well here's the thing. it said they had a well, washer and dryer go. and in my building i have to put quarters in there so if i can save 10 12 quarters he's like matt i'm going I came there here anyway. to get some stuff done okay yeah I got, a, I got a few projects in mind i'm just gonna tackle a couple of on my to-do list don't worry yep the gig is secondary <laughs> i uh i throw a load of laundry in and I go to put the, the the wash into the dryer, and this was like I, I like to bring. I don't like to use the towels at Airbnb and washcloths. I got some uh, issues. This doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I bring my own. So I take a I, I I take the laundry out of the dryer and put it in the washer. And I turn around and on the wall behind me in the laundry room, which is a fairly sized laundry room, one of my washcloths, dirty washcloths, is stuck to the wall, like as if pasted on the wall. Uh, that's and crazy. It's across the room. So I immediately, I'm like, Matt, come on. And he's like, I'm not touching your disgusting, dirty underwear. He was adamant. He was adamant. He's like, I know you stuck my washcloth to the wall. And I was like, you don't, you haven't met me. I'm not touching your dirty laundry. (laughs) Like part of me still thinks it could have been you, but it doesn't matter. I pack my props. I pack. I I will say I I bring my own gear. I didn't see you get off the couch and go in that laundry room. So it's possibly. So anyway, I just threw that washcloth away. I, I know. And you threw I, it away. I, I, oh, of course I threw it that away. That ghost on it. Yeah, yeah it's gross. So <laughs> I throw it on the dryer, the turn the dryer on. Within, I don't know, a second, the room is full of smoke. The the dryer is is just fogging up the house. The entire it's house. Not I had vented. to turn it off. It's not vented. There is no they vent. Didn't vent in the dryer. <laughs> so all of a sudden, there's just like hot steam so coming. So now, yeah, like, now it's dark, happening? steamy, scary. <laughs> and one of us, who took it? Somebody went to take a shower first. I think it was. I, so, the point I feel is, like the you pipes, guys are hitting all the wrong moves. I'm going to do laundry, and then after this, one of us will go in the shower. It sounds like the way <laughs> scary movies start. And then I'm going to yeah, go down for activate. a late night snack. Right. <laughs> Maybe a dip in the lake. Right, a quick dip in the lake. <laughs> and see, this is what happened. This is why you should watch scary movies because I don't watch them, so now I don't know all the wrong things to yeah, do to man. get murdered. Yeah. So the shower, the pipe. You turn on the shower, and I'm going to I'm going to back up from the mic. So I can tell you what the pipes in this home sound like. They sound like this. Ready? (laughs) 
Okay, that's my best impression. I'm sure that clipped, and I'm sure you can't use it, but it's guys usable. Absolutely, it's horrific, and it doesn't sound like oh, those are leaky pipes. It sounds like there are people trapped in the pipes, screaming for help. That's what it sounds like. The pipes and are actually echoes. drawing fluid from the people right. locked in those closets. You know, the shower's not draining right. It's coming back up. It's like you know, it's like something out of the grudge. It's horrific. It was awful. So now it's dark. It's foggy. The pipes are screaming. And we're like, we're going to have some beers because we can't. We're freaking out. Yeah. I, at this point, am, am pretty sure I'm like, all right, there's a weird feeling. There's there's weird closets locked up with this. this who knows what's in there? There's a shed full of shit. My washcloth <laughs> walked out of the dryer on its own. You know, th- either there's a ghost or Matt is a fucking evil genius and has somehow managed to prank me without ever getting up off the couch. I and, wish. And I was like unpacking some of the food. We were, you know, we got food for the week and we're just putting in the fridge and stuff. And I'm trying desperately not to have a panic attack. And I'm going, you know, okay, listen, ghosts aren't real. Even if they were, so what? A ghost? What what can they do? They can't they can't do anything to you. And Matt goes, Well, they can, you know, sometimes they can manipulate the physical world. Says so something to that effect. And I was like, mm-hmm. Come on, it's bullshit, right? Sure. <laughs> and there's a bag, a grocery bag. And it's on the kitchen counter. Matt's on the couch. I'm standing in the kitchen. And as I say, they can't do anything. And he says they can manipulate the physical world. This bag lifts up off the counter, floats across the room, and lands on my feet. What? Like Come eight on. feet. So now I'm like, all right. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Truly. Now, like, I'm, I'm, now I'm not a little scared. I'm, I start packing my shit. And we turned off the dryer because it was killing us right like we because it, it filled up the the whole house with like hot and it wasn't you just kept like it running <laughs> no well, only for, he wanted he, was, he had no clean laundry he I, had yeah, I, I opened up no, all the windows i thought laundry. you know and he needed to clean the pillowcase he packed it in so he could sleep on it <laughs> this was a sag low budget movie we weren't you know we weren't being paid where i'm like i'm getting dry cleaning right uh but it was like there was no airflow there wasn't no, anything we were just no. like had because we like shut everything down we went in low power mode we were just like no like let's run silent Wait. and let's not tempt fate I, and I'm then not, i just want to know did it did it did it levitate like with the bottom still facing down or did it like move or did it jump off the it, counter it 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 was so slow oh my god that it was as if someone picked it up carried it and dropped it at my feet that's the only way i can describe it a gust of wind moves something quickly you know it blows something moves it falls to the ground this was like a balloon and the shape of the bag would change if it was hit by any sort of gust absolutely no this was a buoyant bag as if the ghost was saying i i I can't manipulate yeah and you both paper or plastic what are we talking about you both saw this okay it was it was like a heavy like a Ralph's bag though. It was not something like you couldn't blow it and it wouldn't go across the room. It might fall on the ground. I saw it um, land because CJ went, "Okay, what the hell is that?" Yeah. And, and I'm looking for fishing wire. I don't know what you've rigged before I got there. Yeah. I'm I'm fully still wanting to believe that it's that it's Matt messing with me. To this day I I wish to God I could believe that. It wasn't because I had one prank that yeah, failed. Which 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 happened unfortunately right after this yes you know he had preset this up so you did have a prank he had one. i had one <laughs> had prank one. in my pocket and this this was going to happen i think Ain't regardless dumb. and it would have worked probably okay if all this shit hadn't happened <laughs> but yes. it worked a lot better because that so anyway this bag the next thing i remember is I'm, I'm packing not as a joke i'm packing as i'm getting in the car and i'm gonna go somewhere else <laughs> i don't know where i don't 
give a shit. I'll pay for it. And at that moment, I hear a little girl laughing. Ugh. Real, God. real scary like. Yeah. And Matt, what? at this point, now is acting, so I can sort of tell it was him. <laughs> a oh. little different than when he was really feeling it. Yeah. Uh, but no, for for a second, I, I thought, okay, now now ghosts are real. It's here. They talk. It's going to take drag me to hell. You know, whatever it is. And, I mean, you know, it feels like half an hour it's going on. It's probably eight seconds. Finally, Matt kind of is laughing. I think because I was like, I was, yeah, I was like, is Rachel here? Like, who? You thought it was Rachel. I thought it was yeah. your girlfriend. Like, he thought my girlfriend, my fiance now snuck into the cabin and had been like puppet mastering but all this of this is how shit. much i don't believe in go so that's how that's where i was before that i would first believe it was a person that it was a, it was a bluetooth speaker in my room and i had like sourced a bunch of sound effect tracks on spotify <laughs> and found a really creepy little nightmare child laugh oh no way. And, <laughs> and i was like i'm gonna put the bluetooth speaker on and i'm just gonna wait it out and then it got to the point where like we were both at such a crazed state that i was like okay i'll do my little bit it'll scare the shit out of them and then we'll <laughs> laugh and laugh yeah. and go to bed and the tension will break and it just and made it worse yeah, all it did was make it him just angry. Made it, and I've had probably three MGDs at this point. I feel nothing. Not yeah. even a, not even the slightest calm of a, of a hint of a buzz. Nothing at all. And then he became convinced that it was Rachel. And I was like, she's I, not I looking here. For I, was I was like, there's no the car. How did yeah. she get? What are you talking about? Why would I keep her stuffed away in one of these terrible spaces? Right, right. It was. A, I'm showing you the Bluetooth speaker. I'm sorry. It was a bad bit. But then uh, Matt said to me something along the lines of, just so you know, though, everything else was real. So like, <laughs> like this was me, but we still got to go. So yeah. at this, but, but by now it's late. We got to get up and go to work. There's nowhere to go at this point. We, we, we're trying to stick it out. So he's like, all right, well, we're just going to go to bed now before, because what happened while I was sleeping was a little weird, but obviously Matt wasn't in my dreams. Uh, so I'll get to that in a second, but, but he did, uh, uh, take you can find this I think still on your Instagram if I'm not mistaken. I have There's it. a video I have it here. Do you have it? You want me to try to play the audio? I mean, See if it... yeah, sure. Just hold up to your mic. Yeah, let's let's go there because child-sized closets yeah. with pulling—they all have padlocks on them. But if you shine your light to the padlock, you can see like weird shit, blankets covering shit. I don't know what's in there. Uh, I was standing in the kitchen and a bag. I don't even want to. I don't like this. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> A bag from behind where the Keurig is lifted up in the air, floated over to me, and landed on my feet. And I thought it was Matt's doing, and then he said, I'm over here on the chair. How could I have done that? And I said, I don't know. And there's no airflow in here. Don't scare her with this, because I really feel like... I'm not just talking about facts, man. Facts. Keep in mind. Also, where are you sleeping? Do you see where I am? Tell me about your bedroom. I have a bedroom up there. I won't go up there. I'm so, I, I made a bed out of the futon in the living room. I would rather sleep outside with the Sasquatch than being here, than being here with the fucking. He's in a pile of his own blankets on a bad cabin <laughs> futon. Yeah, grabbing his own upstairs. face the, I the, the whole time. I, I, I remember I had to put the lights on to go to sleep, but at this point. Matt's taking this video and you can go to his Instagram and watch it because hearing it's one thing. I hear actual fear in my voice. Like I'm trying to be funny, very clearly trying desperately to be funny and can't do it because I'm too scared. <laughs> uh, in the middle of that video, when I say 
there's a certain word I say where I mention, you know, the uh, I'm alluding to the fact that I'm worried there's an entity or something in here, and a freaking orb shoots across the screen. Oh, really? Which then I'm thinking, I'm go- I literally Googled, I'm like, are, are there After Effects programs where you can put, because it's Matt. We already have established this is what he likes to do to people. <laughs> His friends and family, no less. Not strangers. So I, I can't I have find an any. I mean, I do unless have an he app. went into iMovie and... I have an app where you can edit with your mind um, on the fly. <laughs> you can just did, drop ha- I mean, orbs and scary sounds on the fly just by thinking of it. Um, it's in development. I have the beta. It's but it's fun. It's only thirty bucks. The, 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 <laughs> 30 the ghosts, bucks. the ghosts, or whatever they're called. I don't, you know, uh, whatever it is. If it exists, it is on that. It is on that Instagram video. I'm gonna go check that out. So when we go, so so we go to. And when I say sleep, I probably got five minutes of sleep that night. If that, I have the TV on. I think I even slept with like the lights on in the room. You did. I had the worst, and I've only had this maybe a few times, like sleep paralysis, where this old woman is crawling all over my body. And it felt like it went on for two days. Oh, a succubus. And I would wake up and it would be five minutes went by. And I was like, okay, this, I can't, you know, I'm like, well, I would pace a little walk around. And this, every time I laid down, this, this nightmare would happen again. And I went and I slept in the bedroom on the hospice bed with, with all those the mirrors. And, <laughs> the and by the way, a couple bed. pictures, I forgot there were also pictures of there people, pictures. which you never want in an Airbnb. Like, yeah, just, it was and, scary. And they could have been all related. They could have just been victims. I don't know what it was, just pictures of people. <laughs> we'll know eventually when the documentary comes out. Yeah. Um, but I laid on this stiff bed. Like it wasn't, it was meant to like get people where they need to be and, you know, for, for whatever needs to happen with, with nurses and stuff. And I closed the door to the bedroom because I was like, I'm just going to pretend like it's a normal place and I'm just going to go to bed. It was the darkest room I've ever been in, like complete, complete darkness. And I had a great night's sleep. (laughs) I I didn't move. Like I woke up in the same exact position I laid down in. And it was like I hadn't been there. Were you scared? I, I was so scared when I went to bed. And I laid down, but I laid down. I was like, I'm just going to go to bed. And for whatever reason, it was like a switch flipped and I was out and then I woke up. And I think it was whoever was crawling on CJ just like put me, put me down and was like, if you're going to be in my bed, I have to go get the other one. And I think it was just like, boom. And I just, my whole system shut down. Great night's sleep. Stay here. And then I woke up, and he's in the morning, like, it, 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 I, I don't know what's going on. They're crawling on over me. And he's yelling, <laughs> and he's, like, packing his things again. Uh, packed up. And I uh, said, I said, we're going to, when we go to work today, we are telling them we're moving. And Matt didn't say, like, no, come on. He was like, of course we are. He was just on board. Like, we're, we're, we're not staying here. Well, because here's what else happened. While we were getting ready in the morning, the, the nightmare pipes kept screaming at us but then also the water in the shower came all the way up yeah like we were trying to take a bath and it wasn't the color that water ought to be no no it was dark gray and and black and like viscous oh like like ghostbusters 2 yeah like but like sure but gray and black and and scary and i was just like 
I, there's a lot. I've made lighter I, you know. coffee than the water that was in the, <laughs> yeah. back in the tub. <laughs> it was, and that was my final thing because I was like, I don't trust myself because I'm scared of everything. But I will not stand in septic water every morning for no, two I, weeks. No, hell no. Uh, demonic or otherwise. Um, and then luckily CJ got on the phone and he started, he called everybody and all the producers <laughs> of this like ultra low budget indie, Who which are is available now. Trying it's to, available yeah, now. Plug on, it now? Uh, Apple plug and, it right and after Amazon dirty and, bath water. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> uh, and you'll love it. Um, but truly he got film on fast. And then they found us another spot. And when we went to the new Airbnb, we walked in there and we were like, Oh, See that's that the other, other thing place that made felt me... awful, right. and it was like you didn't. I didn't realize it until we got to the place that didn't feel that way. Right, and then I was like, "Yeah, this is how houses are supposed to feel. Right, this is what this is supposed to feel like." And then that—that's what really it, it scared lent me. More credence to it. It's like I've never felt the way I felt in that other house before or since. You know, in my lifetime, paranormal researchers are like dying for new blood. They're probably wondering where the hell and how the hell they can get to this house and do like a. Dude, I bet I bet you we drive up there and it's not there. <laughs> yeah, it never existed it's in the been, first place. It collapsed 100%. into itself. After we go, there was a, there was a away. house here, and and you, we, there's one old guy sitting. How old oh, hadn't been a house here since 1972? <laughs> one of those there's guys. Deep, there's deep scratches in the driveway from the hospice bed, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only sign. I well, don't think we missed any. That I remember so many more details of that night than I would like to. Sounds awful. I mean, I honestly, it does. I would not enjoy spending a moment there. It was bad, and I hate that stuff. So oh, I it does not thought it was me. me. And and CJ and I are both crazy. So I thought it was us. Right. So I was just like, I was kind of trying to brush it off as best I could because I knew I would never sleep again if I bought into any of it at the time. Or but what they the tell next... you about how that shit can follow you like that. Yeah, yeah. It's I didn't, called a hitchhiker. You know. Right. Ooh. Well, Ooh, I hate that idea. So far, <laughs> so far, so good. Um, Ugh, just give me the chills. And it's been a while. Yeah. Well, we're uh, keeping our fingers crossed. Unfortunately, we have to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the chat about this house. We're going to play a little game, and then it's time for this week's story of high strangeness. <sighs> And we're back with C.J. Vanna, Matt Cook. We just talked about the haunted house that almost destroyed their lives forever. Probably broke your sanity. What yeah. was left of it. <laughs> Wasn't much there at the time. <laughs> Did you have any history of this house? Because I feel like if they put this on Airbnb and advertise it as a haunted house, then they'd probably make more money. You're absolutely, that's such a good idea. And we they should have commission would. on that for what we went through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't like it, especially that stinky, stinky suey water. Yeah, I mean, no uh, but that that ghost, even if there were no ghost, that would be enough to leave a house. <laughs> well, and it's also weird. The thing I thought, too, was like it was almost as if it was listening to your thing where you were like, we could just say it had bad plumbing. Right, and right. then it performed the bad plumbing yeah. for you. I'll yeah. show you like, bad plumbing. Right. <laughs> I feel yeah, like, like I don't want you to either. I feel like this is so Scooby Doo. Like Matt and CJ yeah. are Scooby and 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 Shaggy, while and everyone else gets the good rooms, and and they're totally stuck in the haunted cabin. It's it's just so. I just imagine everybody else. Oh, is just the best tea? energy. Is pipes? Someone, are those pipes? pipes? Are those pipes? pipes? Oh, no, really. I those Matt, are my pipes. On. No, I didn't do that. 
your pipes, they're screaming. (laughs) Talk about timing. (laughs) Look at the waveform. I want to know whose waveform is doing that. I'll get to the bottom of that. I only see blood. Because if this all shit... the waveforms are dripping blood, <laughs> no, that's normal. That's just Zencaster. Oh, yeah, that's I, that. I gotta say, I'm a little curious, and I'm gonna go back and listen to more episodes. Because um, to me, this story scares me still because yeah. it was it, it was our story. So, uh, but I don't know. Like, is that is that a typical ghost story? Do people see worse, less, more? I don't really know where that falls. Because to me, it's horrifying. You're I, our I mean, first. People could be listening to this like, you know, who gives a shit? You're our first <laughs> floating or thrown object, I think. I, I but... Well, we've had Spider-1 had keys that Spider moved on the Oh, God, yes. Yeah, Sp- yeah, that's right. Heather that's Ann right. Campbell and her girlfriend saw a shadow entity standing behind their door that then stepped out from the door and pointed at them and vanished. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Which still, that one still gives me... Uh, bad yeah, thoughts. there's been this, some creepy yeah. ones. You guys had yeah. some good activity here, and I think, like you know, the the the, the your instincts telling you that there was bad energy in this place, coupled with all the weird, spooky stuff you guys found, and the bag, yeah. and the screaming pipes. You know, it's the only time I ever felt. You know, people in like scary movies, it's like that. You know, half the time it's just some some whip. You know, get out, like whatever that thing. But that's a feeling. I mean, you don't have to hear it. You feel like that house doesn't want you in it. Right. It's mostly we, a feeling. Yeah, that's the why they're only there. time in my life that I've experienced the idea of this place that I am wants me not in it. Well, mm-hmm. and the, the 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 sleep paralysis stuff with the woman crawling all over you, that's not good either. That's no, there's, that there's was some, some bad bad stuff in there. Well, and Especially how Matt those... was just laid out too, like you right. know, asleep yeah, woke up. Oh, that was great. Weird. I feel like <laughs> that and the weird thing that happens like, in horror movies where like one person will be like, I slept like a baby, and the other person yeah. is like, you know what I mean? Like it's. <laughs> That's bizarre. And I never sleep well. That's, That's like the other thing. I, I, I never ever. I often especially do. when I'm scared. I never ever have a night like that. Right. Matt, I don't want this to be an insensitive suggestion, but maybe you get yourself a hospice bed? Maybe. <laughs> maybe that <laughs> it might be good. Yeah. I only sleep used, on obviously bed. used. <laughs> yes. Yeah, used. Yeah. You want the full effect. Yeah. We'll we'll find a Craigslist uh Craigslist link and, and uh we'll send it over to you. Yeah, I just need a gear in my kidney. Hey, I you know what we should right really out. do though? We should find out and there's a way to find out. I know we can find out what the address is of this place. Because if anyone I mean you want to dox these it would be a fun thing to know. In this Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just because you know what would be great? I mean, listen, I don't wanna get too crazy here, but I'd be curious if there's a way to get in touch with anyone else who stayed there. I would love to talk to them. Can we go to the Fair phones? Enough. Do you guys have phones? Yeah. Can they still do that? CJ, you they want a support phones? group? We'll figure that out for you. All right. Um, all right, boys. We now know that CJ believes in ghosts, but we're going to find out what else you guys believe in. I'm going to go down a list, a rapid fire list of phenomena. If you're open to it, you say, believe it. If you're not open to it, you're going to say bullshit. And if you're somewhere in between, you still have to come down on one side of the fence, okay? Yeah, awesome. This is a game that we like to call Bullshit or Believe It. Matt, CJ, on your mark, get set, ghosts. Believe Believe it. it. UFOs. Believe Believe it. it. Bigfoot. Bullshit. Bullshit. ESP. Believe it. Believe it. Shadow people. Oh, believe it, but I don't I mean, want to. Are there go? Are they ghosts? What does that mean? 
Halloween. Is that the shadow person from the door? We don't have Wait, time Wait, do they have hats on? My dad told me something about a guy with a hat when he was a kid. A lot of times, Okay. Bullshit. I fucking believe it then. God damn it. Unicorns. I believe it. Sorry for going then before. Alien abductions. Oh, that's a close one. I, I, ninety-nine percent bullshit. Yeti, oh, I shit. believe it. Oh, Yeti, Yeti. Sorry, I stepped on you. No, believe it. Mm, bullshit. Mothman. Bullshit. Bullshit. Out of body experiences. Believe it. Believe it. Tarot cards. Bullshit. Ooh, believe it. Demonically possessed dolls. Oh God. Bullshit. Bullshit, please. <laughs> the healing power of crystals. Bullshit. Believe it. An alien spacecraft crashed at Roswell. I think oh. it was a probe. Blah, bullshit. I'll say believe it because I think a probe counts. Loch Ness Monster. I wish, but bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. Atlantis. Ooh. I mean, they found, they found something. I don't think mermaids live there, but... Wow, I'm supposed to only say bullshit or believe it. I'm fucking up the rules. <laughs> bullshit in the podcast. sense that... <laughs> it's hard. Bullshit in the sense that what? Bullshit in the sense that there's no mermaids there. It was just a place. Right. <laughs> Nobody said there were mermaids there. Well, isn't there some... I mean, isn't that the thing? It's an underwater city. There's mermaids. Isn't Stop that working your mermaid Listen. agenda. We talked about this. I'll say this. That's not what this is for. I'll say this. Atlantis comes with a lot of new age weirdo woo-woo baggage. So, you know, right. mermaids might... You know, in sure, in DC Comics and Marvel, yes, mermaids. But, you know... Some people think that there was like a race of all powerful, tall beings there. Before, oh, right? the ancient you know. alien version yeah, of Atlantis. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. very familiar. Mostly right. bullshit. Haunted houses. Believe it. Believe it now. Skunk ape. What's that? Oh boy. Uh, you just unlocked a secret game, Bryce. Get ready. The Jersey sure. Devil. Believe it. I mean, I'm not from there like Matt is, but I am. I'm gonna say bullshit. I saw his birthplace. The Believe biblical it. devil. I think Matt's the Jersey Devil. Oh, the biblical devil. I'm in a, ooh, God forgive me. Bullshit. <laughs> I, 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 I got to say bullshit. I listened to a lot of ACDC growing up. Nothing bad happened to me. <laughs> Speaking to the dead. I believe believe it. it. Mermaids. Bullshit. Bullshit. The government is hiding the truth about Sasquatch. Bullshit. Bullshit. Past lives. Believe it. Anything's possible. Life on other planets. Believe 100% it. 100% fact. Life after death. Believe it. Believe it. Oh, nice job, guys. Uh, well real done. quick. Well gonna circle done. back. You guys came down hard on Believe It with out-of-body experiences, I noticed. Yeah. I just didn't know. Yeah, if, like, I don't know. You, I you almost said as if you one. had experienced it. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder why, because I don't, I can't think of... I haven't experienced one. Fair enough. I don't know. I've just had, I've just had like moments where I know, or not where I know, but where I I've, feel different. I've been like, pretty I just feel wasted, like it can go further. Which I think is close. <laughs> sure. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't have any firsthand experience with it in any way that I can identify uh, accurately, yeah. but right. I but don't it's know. Close, it just feels right? like, 
I don't seem like I'm in there at some point. Right. Right. (laughs) It's not really paranormal. Right right now. You don't seem like you're here. (laughs) Having an out-of-body experience right now. Well, guys, you're not quite out of this game game yet because you unlocked a secret game within the game called 60 Seconds to Sell Skunk Ape. Uh, Because you questioned what what Skunk Ape was, Bryce has one minute to tell you what it is and get you to believe in it. Are you ready, Bryce? It's been a while. I think so. Yeah, it's been a while. I'm going to start the clock (laughs) on your mark. Get set. Sell Skunk Ape. Okay, so basically Skunk Ape is like Florida's Bigfoot, right? I mean, it's, it takes place in the Everglades. Believe it. it, it great. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Sold. <laughs> Record time. You didn't mention Florida. But, but keep going. You keep going. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I, I shouldn't have to. That was, that was great. <laughs> you know, okay, if you have a Google search bar next to you, just Google, type in the words Mayaka Skunk Ape. Mayaka is spelled M-Y-A-K-K-A, skunk ape. There should be two photos that come up. An old lady took these photos. She said something was stealing her apples in her backyard. She went out there at night and flashed two photos. If it wasn't for the flash, she would have barely been able to see the creature. But you can actually see it sort of standing up. And you can see the eye shine in the eyes. Are you guys there? Yeah. Yeah. So this is uh, two seconds. of the better photos taken of my uh, of wow. what could be a skunk ape. But people have Ten. been reporting uh, a large bipedal creature hanging out in the swamps of the Everglades Five, for as far back four, as hun- two hundred years or more. Two, Florida one, skunk ape. Pencils nine. down. Pencils down, everybody. Oh, you know what? That's my cousin. <laughs> That's actually he's just he's just one of my Italian cousins. That's like an yeah, a lot of them go down the, to Florida of the scary peeper. Yes, boys. I. I believe the story more than the pictures. Mm, One picture looks pretty good. He looks like Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know. He looks like my cousin Peter Guglielmi. I don't know what you're talking about. He (laughs) looks exactly like him. Shouldn't have used his real name. You can see the fangs and... and, um... Bryce, you're done. Bryce, you have no more time to sell Skunk Cape. I got to know, boys. Are you buying? Yes. Great. I'm going to just say yes based on... Yeah. Right. Wow. Thank you, fellas. Well, good I really job, Bryce. Congratulations, Bryce. I needed that. Congratulations. It's been a while. You needed a dozen. I needed a win. Yeah, yeah. What was he stealing? What was he stealing from the old apples. woman? Oh, he loved apples. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of honestly the part that I believe the most. <laughs> yeah. This isn't some apple scam. Right. Apples are yeah. like, what are they, 25 cents? <laughs> yeah. And look at that mouth. That's an apple chomping mouth. His <laughs> <laughs> mouth whole. was made for apples. <laughs> That's just little chump. All right, uh, boys, uh, sit back. It's story time because it's time for this Ooh. week's tale of high strangeness. Uh, my co-host Bryce, are you prepared with your lines for this week's? Episode? Yeah, I've got them right here. Yep, fantastic. Then let's get right into it. I think both of you are really going to like this one. In the canon of high strangeness, the story I'm about to share is surely one of the strangest. I noticed it making the rounds last year online. So if you're listening to this right now, you may have heard this one before. But for those of you who haven't, you're in for a real treat. This is the story of Sam, the Sandown Clown. The curious case of Sam, the Sandown Clown, or perhaps more accurately, Sam, the wooden alien robot ghost clown, occurred in the early 1970s in Sandown on the Isle of Wight, an island just off the southern coast of England, southeast of London. This story was originally published in the January-February 1978 issue of Bufora Journal, 
Bufora standing for British UFO Research Association. That's a good journal. <laughs> Bufora too. It seems like it should be about vampires. Uh, and due to the pure weirdness of this incident, the names of the people involved have been changed to protect their identities by the article's original author, Norman Oliver. Sidebar, I'm going to include a, P- a link to the PDF of this issue uh, in the show notes, so you guys listening should check it out. It's very cool. The encounter with Sam took place in 1973, but we're going to begin the story in 1970. That's when a man called Mr. Y began noticing strange lights in the skies above the Isle of Wight. According to Mr. Y, on Tuesday, October 20th, 1970, he was on his way to a friend's house. He just passed through the town of Brading when he noticed an enormous craft quietly hovering over the marshes of Benbridge Downs. The craft was encapsulated by a ring of seven or eight perfectly spherical lights, each of which Mr. Y described looking like... A bright red cherry... The craft also flashed white and turquoise lights, and it flew parallel to Mr. Y's car as he headed towards the hamlet of St. Helen. Once he'd driven through the village, the craft dropped low to the ground and passed behind Mr. Y's car at a distance of about 300 meters, flitting above the trees and hedgerows. Mr. Y, at one point, got out of his car and signaled it with his flashlight as the craft weaves silently back and forth above the countryside. Upon arriving at his friend's house, the craft was still watching Mr. Y. His friend walked out and noticed that it seemed to be playing hide-and-seek behind the tree line. As Mr. Y drove home, the cherry red lights faded from view. On numerous occasions over the next two or three years, Mr. Y would continue to see balls of red lights occasionally dancing in the night sky. Then, on March of 1972, Mr. Y had another close encounter. This time, however, the craft was not in the sky, but submerged in the ocean waters of Compton Bay. Mr. Y made out two bright lights just beneath the surface that he described as... Glowing yellow eyes. Mr. Y observed the submerged droning object until it faded from view beneath the tide. Now, Mr. Y had a daughter called Faye in this story, and according to this report, he had not told his little girl of the strange lights he'd been observing for the past few years. Maybe they're unconnected to what came next, but it's certainly worth noting. On one Tuesday afternoon in May of 1973, around 4 o'clock, Faye and a friend, a boy, were near Lake Common, Sandown, when they heard a loud, wailing noise that sounded like the scream of an ambulance siren. Or maybe some pipes in your guys' Airbnb. (laughs) CJ, you want to give us that sound again? Horrifying. The, it's weird how I have that so ready to go. It is. <laughs> the kids oh. followed the noise across the golf course, uh, heading towards the abandoned Sandown Airport. As they walked along a wooden bridge that crossed a narrow stream, they looked down to see a three-fingered, blue-gloved hand grip the oh. edge of the bridge. A strange-looking figure emerged from beneath them and fumbled about in the water, dropping a book then collecting himself, 
And whether it was a he or a she or non-binary, we don't really know. But it retreated into a metallic-looking windowless hut nearby, moving at an odd high with an odd high-need hop along the way. Moments later, the entity emerged from the hut, carrying what appeared to be a black microphone uh, attached to a portable speaker. Weird. It proceeded to blare the strange whale. CJ, that's CJ, your, that's jump your back in. You got to jump back in with that whale. <laughs> Sorry, it, to, it's tough to get it out. <laughs> I think you need to let it all out tonight. <laughs> this is going to be healing for you. Yeah, this turned into therapy. Uh, it was My the same. Just called the cops. <laughs> yeah, it's the same whale that attracted Faye and the boy in the first place. Now Faye's friend got scared, and the kids turned around to leave. And when they were about fifty meters away, they heard the wailing siren stop, and the figure spoke through the microphone speaker. Are you still there? Despite the odd, creepy manner of the strange figure, the voice was friendly, shy even. The kid slowly approached the being to take in his countenance. He was about seven feet tall, with no neck, his large, strange, spherical head fused to his shoulders. Its face, if you could call it that, had, a paint, had painted on looking features, triangular markings for eyes, a square brown nose, paper white cheeks, and yellow lips that were frozen in the shape of a mouth but didn't move while speaking. The being wore a pointed cone-shaped hat like that of a circus clown. At the apex where the pom-pom would be was a round black ball out of which two tiny wooden antennae sprouted. Beneath the hat, spits of stringy reddish-brown hair tumbled out. Its clothing was in near tatters. It wore a clownish puffed colored shirt and the kids could see wooden slats protruding from his sleeves and white trousers. It had three fingers on each hand encased in blue gloves and its feet were bare, bright white with three toes on each. It held up a notebook which it wrote Hello, I am All Colors Sam. (laughs) The being could not seem to speak without using the microphone. His mouth didn't seem to function properly on its own, so apparently the notebook was an additional form of communication. They asked about his torn clothing, and Sam informed them that they were the only clothes he had. And they noted Sam's bright white skin and asked if he were a man. Humans, uh, Sam's response, blaring through the microphone, was, <laughs> No. They asked if he was a ghost. He curiously answered, Well, not really, but I am in an odd sort of way. The kids pressed him again. Well, what are you? Sam simply answered, You know. Sam then invited the kids into his hut. No, man. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Stranger danger, everybody. They crawled through a flap, and once inside, they could see it was split into two levels. The first floor, tall enough for the seven-foot being, with the second floor more of a cramped loft. 
The floor was metallic, and the wall was covered with seafoam green wallpaper and lined with multiple dials arranged in patterns. That's what would have happened if you guys went into one of those small little rooms. (laughs) It would have looked exactly like that. That's oh, Sam was. So far, this just sounds like any night out at any bar in Van Nuys. You can meet a guy <laughs> exactly like this. <laughs> there was a small space heater and some wooden furniture present. And the peculiar host took off his pointed hat, exposing round white ears and his thin, stringy, reddish-brown hair. He told the kids there were others like him and drew an example of his kind on his notebook. He said he had a camp on the mainland where he could visit and he could drink the water from the nearby river after filtering it. Sam told the children he was afraid of people, worried that they might attack him and that he would not fight back. Then Sam performed a strange trick. He produced a berry and placed it into his ear. The kids watched as Sam bobbed his head and the berry appeared behind one of his triangular eyes as if appearing through a window. He bobbed his head again and the berry fell out of his head into his mouth. Apparently, the children chatted with Sam for a half hour before it was time to go home. As they rushed back to civilization, they stopped and told the first person they saw that they'd met a ghost. Of course, the stranger simply laughed at the overactive imagination of two wandering schoolchildren. It wasn't until a few weeks later, in June of 1973, that Faye told her father, Mr. Y, what she and the boy had encountered. At first, Mr. Y thought she was just making up a fairy tale, but he marveled at the level of details in the story, and Faye, for her part, insisted that everything that happened was true. Recalling the strange lights he'd been seeing in the area for years, Mr. Y told Bufora, I get the impression that Faye was somehow taken into a bubble of alien reality created by this strange personage. He told them he had just made the hut. Also... Faye told me that while they were talking to this ghost, two workmen nearby were repairing a post. They paid no attention to the weird charade as though they could not see it. And that, Matt and CJ, is the strange story of Sam the Sand Down Clown. <laughs> I hated that. <laughs> that. That, if I ever have children and they tell me, they followed a sound across a moor. <laughs> I'll get rid of them. Yeah, I mean, don't buy property near a moor. Everybody that, knows that. Well, I want to. I would love it, except for the banshee coming back. But right. that is the that's so odd, and so there's that like sadness in that. Yeah, that really messes me up. Yeah, it's, that's the stuff that gets me. It's like they encountered a character from The Wizard of Oz. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know. Well, I want to hear what your take on this is. What What the hell do you think this was? Assuming that the kids are telling the truth, what do you think they encountered? I, I mean, I would say a, a creature from another dimension. Wow. <laughs> or nice. like some kind of crazy altered thing. But... I'm I I know CJ. I can hear him. I can hear him holding his breath, waiting to punch me with his words. Uh, I did not, and I didn't. That freaked me out. I I didn't like it. Uh, 
I don't know what he is. No, no. I mean, I love it, but I don't. But I, I don't. When I say I didn't like it, it's not like I'm. Why did you say that to me? <laughs> it's I. I believe that something happened. There. It's a weird one. It's yeah. a weird why one. did he have a book in the water? I don't. That know. I don't like. The microphone is strange. Like there's enough things about the description the and wooden, the fact that it's children. Looks like he had wooden arms and legs. The three yeah. fingers. Yeah. The, the the white ears and the white feet like chalk white feet with three toes it's very strange the weird the i mean this is why they move this is why they call these stories of high strangeness because there's just so many oddities outside normal classification that people just sort of raise their hands and go you know, scratch their heads because it doesn't fit into the it doesn't fit into the ufo box it doesn't fit into the into the ghost box it's just it's just sort of hits all these markers of somewhere in between. And, you know, that's why John Keely, I think you're, I think you're really close, Matt, is to some sort of interdimensional John Keel called them ultra terrestrials that they were somehow, you know, inhabited and, and, and came from this, this earth, this planet, but, you know, most normally they were outside of the visible, the, the, the visible or auditory spectrum, but sometimes the very select few would be able to tune into those frequencies and be able to experience that just high strangeness. Oof. I um, <laughs> I have a feeling that after my assessment, I'll be asked to be made a co-host. That's how confident I am in this oh, angle. No. Okay. <laughs> I no, but I do. You know what? I what struck me immediately when when the source is kids. Kids describe things the way that they can compare. Like they're gonna say. Um, you know, he's holding a microphone, he's holding a book. Maybe that's not what these things are. That's what they appear to be to a child. Mm-hmm. The closest thing they can think of. It, it appeared like it was my, it looked like a hat, a pointy birthday hat. Maybe kids, when they see a pointy hat, they think it's a birthday hat, but they, it, they're, they're seeing stuff. It's almost, it makes me think of the ancient alien thing where it's like misunderstood technology. I'm leaning alien. And this is just high tech stuff that a child views as, what they see it as what they're used to and the kids were i think about around seven years old at the time i think i mentioned that if not it's in my notes so they're 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 like they're still young enough but old enough to like be able to take in some details and communicate what they saw which is interesting and i think the answers the responses are so strangely flat that that freaks me out because i feel like if the kids were making it up there'd be more detailed responses they said that if the thing tried to talk without its microphone he would sound like oh i hate that and then he would hold the microphone up to his mouth and he'd be like hello hi how are you you know like this really alien translation device so strange Mm -hmm. you know that response when they asked okay well what are you and and it's it said you know that sounds like how something would answer from a ouija board you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. just sort of slyly dodging the question and uh, but yet answering it at the same time um how weird is that that you know he sees this sort of craft following his car i mean how many of these strange experiences start with some light seen out of the sky that sort of comes down descends and follows some lone car on a highway it's just well it's insane. and the other thing that's weird about it too is he describes those bright red balls of light that there he says are you know like bright cherries but that also makes me think of clown noses mm, yeah. absolutely 
So there's like a connection between the clownish nature of the staying in the lights in the sky. Yeah. Right. Dude. Which again, you know, think of a, a child has a certain interpretation, a certain connection with what a clown is to them. Mm-hmm. That might be in the, you know, you see red ball nose ear thing. You're, you're going clown. I mean, you know, it sounds could easily be well, alien but robot. But here's what I'm going to, I'm going to leapfrog off that idea there. CJ, I'm going to put this, I want to ask you this, but what if, cause think about, you know, Clowns in England in the early 70s, pretty creepy looking, I'm going to guess. You know what I mean? That's a good point. So so let me ask you this. What if whatever this entity is, is using ch- the children's psyche to help manifest itself? And so it's it's appearing as mm. if it is a character out of some amalgamation of a children's book character. Sure. Like the contact thing. Right. Just exactly. appear what mm-hmm. would make them most comfortable. See, I got to tell you, Bryce and Riley, when I start saying this kind of shit, the hairs <laughs> on my arms and legs start standing up. Yeah, man. Uh, that's weird that, stuff. That's the thing that I think, like, it's using the brains. It's using the the thoughts of the kids to, to, to make itself appear. You know, and think about, like, yeah toy microphones with speakers like Fisher price stuff that would have probably been around around that time. I don't know. It's, and it's just, all those colors, those co- like bright, like primary colors mm-hmm. too, which are like yeah. all of his descriptive blue colors gloves, are blue, red, bright, and yellow. Yeah, the yellow. It's like those basic things this, that are in everything you know, that we see. I'm yeah. getting goosebumps thinking about it that way. That I'm, I mean, how oftentimes do we think like, Oh, especially in movies, like, Oh, we come across an alien species and and the next thing you know, we're communicating with them, right? I say bullshit, right? It's like, who knows how some sort of other entity, other intelligence would be able to communicate with us. And it would probably come off wobbly bobbly like this thing did, you know, absolutely, like, or how we'd be able to receive it. That's too. exactly right. Right. So it's, it's, it's a communication. It's a parlay between two consciousness and, and, and it just ends up being wonky, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's the best translation mm-hmm. possible. It's a, when a human talks to a dog, we go, oh, they understand. They don't really understand. Right. They're getting tone and sort of, my you know. dogs understand. <laughs> All right. I'll tell you, I relate to the creature in one sense, which is I, I wish I had more of a neck, to be completely honest. I, the no neck thing, I feel him in that regard. Are your eyes but, triangles? Can you eat berries through you your can, ear? Oh. No, I don't think I could. I mean, I could stick something in there, but I don't think Try I, it. Yeah. Try <laughs> it. Anybody listening, hop over to Instagram Live. Go to CJ Vanna. Let's see this play out. Yeah, um, this, is a, this is a wild one. When I first read this last year, I was like, my first gut was like, I don't know, weird guy living under a bridge, maybe. And then the more I read it, I'm like, I think this was something just utterly bizarre. Yeah. The man. one thing that would sell yeah. me on is this true is what is the context of the children telling the story? Are the children telling the story because they miss school and somebody goes, why weren't you at school today? <laughs> because then it's mm-hmm. bullshit. Right. And they go, no, oh, I- a clown man came and I don't know. Fuck you. It- it but was May. I think they were actually uh, in a version of it that they were that they were uh, she was allegedly on va- vacation with her father, so they weren't in school at the time. Mm. Weird stuff, man. Well, let's get I the father it. on the horn. Is he yeah, still alive? Can we get him? <laughs> we don't know who he is. Mr. Why? Michael, I mean, what book was it that was like? Alive. Was it was it Grand Hancock Supernatural that sort of left this idea that what came first, the clown or the the you know? You would see these concepts, these sort of clown archetypes in in, in a lot of these. Uh, I know, think it is altered supernat- states of consciousness uh, yeah. 
type stories and they, they almost predated the clown gnomes and clowns like things right. that people would see as sort of hallucinatory images or like you know if they're doing like ayahuasca and stuff they'd see these right. painted sleep paralysis too figure that, sleep paralysis things, yeah and that you know that maybe the the clown the emergence of the clown in culture is actually drawing from this deep um, subconscious you know Ooh, yeah entity deep... you know our connection with this and it's part of this whatever this supernatural force and how it manifests itself. It's, it's like, it certainly ties in with that trickster sort of element that uh, it, it does yeah, indeed. No, it's weird, weird stuff. Weird. I'll tell you this one thing I know for sure. I'm going back to church. <laughs> After this, <laughs> get back into that. Probably a All good right, idea. One more saved here on the Bigfoot Club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what it's really all about? Uh, Matt Cook, CJ Vana, thank you so much for being on the show. Where can people find this movie you shot? Where can people find your stuff? Uh, plug anything you need to at this moment, please. Uh, Film Fest, it's uh, available for uh, streaming platforms. It's on uh, Amazon and Apple and Google Play uh, to rent or own. Uh, it's a really, really funny movie with so many funny people in it. And uh, it was a blast to make. And uh, CJ's in it, too. Amazing. <laughs> I That's that's exactly i don't have anything else to add. That's the big one. That just came out. So it's, it's really fun. And... Um, and I'm we almost see... were sucked into hell for it. So, watch yeah, it. so please come on, guys, <laughs> come on. make it worth it. Make it worth it. Awesome. See I'm... if you can pick out which day was the next day. Just a fun I think they game. cut that scene and it was pivotal. They had well, no he choice. Was screaming the whole time. <laughs> You put us in a cabin with the pipes. C- CJ just has bags under his eyes. Matt looks like <laughs> fresh and glittery, just like ah, the best sleep. Yep. Backs all straight. Yeah. Uh, shoulders back. It was, it was wonderful. And then uh, um, are you guys on any of the social medias that people like these days still for yeah. some reason? I'm on them, but I don't. There's nothing good on mine. <laughs> you can follow it if you want. I don't know. It's just my name. Well, we'll tag in it. Uh, just, you got to say it, CJ. Go ahead. Uh, C.J.Vanna on Instagram. There you and go. And I think it's just CJ Vanna without the dots on Twitter. There you go. Some fucking asshole thinks he's. <laughs> and I'm I'm Matt on Instagram. I'm Matt Cook took pics, um, and then you can look Matt Cook. But there's it's me, uh, a beautiful fitness model, and a knife maker. Or but the fitness model <laughs> and the knife maker they come up way before I do. So I'd say search my name well, if, uh, if you're looking for you'll some. Be tagged, find uh, that video. You can see the yeah. ghost that we discussed yeah, earlier. On there. And yeah, we'll I'll see if we can't get that on. We'll throw that up on our own Instagram uh, when this episode drops. So Great. we'll talk to you about that, Matt. Thank you so much, guys. Please uh, Thank follow you. me at McMills on Instagram. Uh, Bigfoot Collect at Bigfoot Collectors Club on Instagram. Bigfoot Pod on Twitter. Bryce Riley, tweet uh, plug your stuff. Uh, uh, I'll plug Grace's stuff. There you go. She's got a new song that just came out called Mango. Uh, it's streaming everywhere. So just wherever you get your music, Spotify, Apple Music, all that. Uh, it's a really great song. It's her first release like as an independent artist after leaving her previous major label engagement. And uh, it's it, it slaps. Check it out. I love that song. Cool. Let's end with that. That's great. Perfect. And uh, all right, great. So you don't and- want to hear the pipes one more time. You don't want to go out on the pipes. <laughs> oh, get, I don't have it. Give I don't have it. Give us the pipes. <laughs> <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> Until next time. Good night.
Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray. Our theme song is Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. If you like the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps get the podcast to more listeners. To support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock multiple reward episodes every month. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their case has had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible, and if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.